0: The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome to Ecstatica, the way to an erotic, ecstatic love life. Your host is Ellen Etoff. The Soulful Sex Coach. Our program will take you beyond the sex you've been experiencing and open up a whole new world of intimacy. You've got a lot to learn today, so let's get started. Here is Ellen Etoff.
1: Welcome, and I'm very excited about the show today. Now, we all know that ADHD, or Attention Deficit Hyperactivity Disorder, affects children's learning. And many of us feel it affects our work, but did you know that ADHD, either yours and or your partners, can sabotage your intimate relationship? Dr. John Gray is my guest today, and he says, in nearly every couple I've ever counseled, the inability to correctly or appropriately regulate attention and focus is one of the root causes of their challenges. That just blew me away when I heard that. He says, as he goes on to say, just as ADHD has become an epidemic in children, it's wrecking havoc in our adult lives and relationships giving rise to increasing divorce statistics. Now in this show, we're going to explore how ADHD shows up in adults and how the effects are more far-reaching than the standard symptoms of ADHD, such as and there is unexpected as how we operate in the world as men and women and how these effects can erode the bond between even the most loving partners. We'll also discuss some solutions that can lead to less stress, better relationships, more energy and overall increased vitality and happiness. So, who could want more than that? So, I want to introduce Dr. John Gray. You you can't be listening to the show if you don't know who he is, but I'm going to tell you anyway just in case you haven't heard some of his background. So he's obviously the best-selling relationship author of all time and the most trusted voice in relationships today. He's the author of 17 books including the New York Times number 1 best-selling book of the decade, Men are from Mars, Women are from Venus. His 17 books have sold over get this, 50 that's 50 million copies in 50 different languages around the world. And John is in leading internationally recognized expert in the fields of communication and relationships. His unique focus is assisting men and women in understanding, respecting, and appreciating their differences. His advice can easily be used to improve relationships at home and in the workplace. For more than 35 years, through his highly acclaimed books, videos, and transformational seminars, John has entertained and inspired audiences with practical communication techniques, and more. And his purpose is to create a world where men and women understand, respect, appreciate, and ultimately work together better. So one thing I can, I really admire about Dr. Gray is his continued research, and we're going to be discussing that more. So first, I want to just welcome you, Dr. John Gray. It's such a pleasure to
2: talk with you again. It's a delight, and I'm looking forward to our interview.
1: Yeah, well, it's great to have you here. Now, I want to tell people that Um, you know, I follow your work and I'm on your email list. And um, not too long ago, you sent out a preview copy of a book that you're writing or you've just completed called the Mars Venus Wellness Solution for Focus, Natural Remedies for ADHD. And it really struck a chord in me because I saw myself in what you were writing. So first, I just want to clarify, are you talking about Just ADHD or also ADD without the hyperactivity?
2: Well, what I explore in the book is ADHD is not just squirming around in your chair or feeling impulsive or even being distracted. Those are three versions of what's now called ADHD. There's also, of course, the old version was ADD, attention deficit disorder. But what I've explored is how ADHD actually shows up in four different ways. Distraction is one. Impulsive and hyperactive is another, but hypersensitive is another that's often not diagnosed, Uh but it's the same condition with somebody who has a different body type and temperament, and also hypercompulsive, which is often diagnosed as OCD, but it's actually hyper, and anytime you have hyper in front of a normal behavior, you have attention deficit hyper disorder, so it's really the hyper that I'm focusing on here. Uh, And I only point out ADHD not from the point of view of, gee, you need to be diagnosed so that you should take drugs, but it's really looking at a phenomena which is occurring in relationships, in children, and old age. It's affecting everybody today in our society in some way. And so I expand that definition of ADHD not from the point of view of everybody should be drugged, because a lot of people go, wait a second, wait a second, It's in order to understand the symptoms that I see happening in people's lives and then addressing what causes this condition and then addressing natural solutions for healing the condition. And as I talk about these solutions, I'm certainly not telling people to not follow the medical advice of their doctors. They should always check with their doctors if they're following some medical program. This is for education only. But if you find yourself inspired to improve your health, You can go to your doctor and then say, I've improved my health and I would like a protocol for going off of this antidepressant or for going off of this ADHD drug, which none of these drugs have proven to help anything except some symptomatic relief for a period of time, and then the condition gets worse. And this is huge amounts of documentation showing how these drugs actually can cause symptoms later in life, both in our health and particularly in our relationships is where I've seen it. Although for some parents it's been like a miracle at least to gain some control or give their child some control, the good news is that there are some lots of natural alternatives, some natural supplements that people can take that are in your health food store that are easily available, and they produce immediate results so that a child doesn't have to take these types of drugs, or an adult doesn't have to, or a drug, adult doesn't have to medicate their own condition with high amounts of coffee, stimulants, or alcohol, or drugs. So this is a phenomena which is occurring in our world today, in our modern world, and I outline the different causes of it so we can stop doing those things and heal, let the brain heal.
1: Absolutely. So, um, although you've already really said this, I just want to give a little underscore disclaimer that we're going to be talking about biological processes and so forth and ways to heal, but this is not to be taken as any kind of medical advice to, you know, treat or cure a disease. So, um, and I'm so happy that you expanded that definition to those four areas because it just makes a lot more sense for me. I always felt that if they had the... um, diagnoses when i was a kid i would certainly have been you know nailed with that and um so it's i think it helps to make sense for a lot of people um, about what's going on with them or their you know their partners but um let's get back to how this began you say in your book that you had adhd since you were or until you were 50 years old and since you've been so successful it's easy to think you couldn't have had it couldn't have had much of an adverse effect on you. Well, so, that's very how interesting concept.
2: You? The Einstein no, with ADHD, ADHD, all of all of your uh, uh, very very successful people, big researchers, scientists, artists, and so forth, were all different variations of ADHD spectrum. The ADHD spectrum goes to autism, goes to Asperger's, and of course I mentioned compulsive disorder and so forth. It's the same, really, the same condition in a different temperament of a person. So all of your scientists have been diagnosed that way. All of your major politicians and so forth. Abraham Lincoln was bipolar. Bipolar being another version of that. Now we have today. Bipolar used to be one out of ten thousand children were diagnosed with bipolar around twenty-one years old, and. This is uh, just 20, 20, about 25 years ago. What now it's one it, out of 70 children are, are having bipolar. Uh, <sighs> we're looking at autism. It used to be one out of 10,000 child was autistic. Now we're looking at, in America, one out of 38. So you're getting more autistic children than bipolar children, and we're looking at actual ADD and ADHD, which is diagnosed and medicated. We're looking at one out of 10 children. And... Uh, these are striking, shocking, and when it comes to the ADHD, when I expand the diagnosis, uh, meaning that when you start to see what the condition really is, we're not just talking about the children who are being treated with Ritalin and Adderall for a particular kind of ADHD, but actually it's the same condition, which is injury to the brain, by the way. So you know people go, "What is that one condition that causes all of these uh, ADHD spectrum uh, conditions?" And that one issue is going to be, you can see it, it's called inflammation in the brain, which interferes with the dopamine uh, functioning in the brain. So you could call really what ADHD is, is inhibited dopamine function in the brain, because dopamine is the brain chemical of focus and attention. And it also is the the brain chemical of uh, pleasure. So when you have an absence of pleasure, you have more pain, and that's your more sensitive Temperament. They're actually affected by EMS. They're affected by Wi-Fi. They're affected by, uh, the toxicity in food. Their, their cell membranes are actually thinner. They're more sensitive beings and that's their genetic predisposition. And when, when they have injury, free radical damage to the brain, they become depressive or overly sensitive mood swings. Then you have the, The the tougher kind, you know, you get more like the fireman type, the policeman type, the army type, the weightlifter type, these type of people uh, tend to take on the uh, hyperactive symptoms, and that's just their genetic tendency. When they have inhibited dopamine function, then they tend to become very bored in life uh, unless they're doing something which is dangerous or risky or life-saving And if they don't have a job like that, then they tend to become addicted to alcohol, um, uh, particularly uh, heroin addicts are are quite often this type as well. If you look at the root of heroin, it's hero, a drug that makes you feel like a hero without having to do anything. Uh, So this is the tendency, sort of the hero, the bold temperament. You've got the more sensitive temperament. Then you've got more of the scientist temperament, um, analytical types, you know, the Einstein types and so forth, and they tend to be the ADHD distracted type. So you take someone who likes new ideas, likes to explore more deeply into things, and they become easily distracted because they keep coming back to one focus. See, there's two types of distraction. There's one where you become hyper-focused on one thing, which makes you always become distracted to everything else. For example, let's say my wife's talking to me. If I'm ADHD and this is the type I was... If my wife's talking to me and it's not as important or significant in terms of the the problem that the problem's not big enough, my attention goes right back to work. And I'll be thinking about some puzzle at work I'm trying to solve, some crisis at work I'm trying to solve, and she'll be talking and I don't hear a word she says. That's hyper-focus, which then makes you easily distracted from the person who's talking to you. But you can also have what happens to women quite commonly, and it's never all one thing fits everybody, but quite common for women is they become distracted because they're hyper-focused on everybody else's needs other than their own. And so they tend to become very ungrounded, feeling overwhelmed, worrying about other people and everybody else, and they can't maintain focus on one thing because they're overwhelmed with hyper-focused trying to be there for everybody. So it's the same situation. This is what we have to understand is all of these conditions are hyper. And why do we become hyper? It's an inhibited dopamine function of the brain.
1: Wow, you've expanded this so far. And I'm wondering um, if if we actually have so many more people with these kinds of, um, I guess, diagnoses, you'd put it, Or it's because we've expanded the definition, or maybe it's a combination thereof. Well, no, there's a
2: real phenomena which is happening in the world, which is why ADD started being noticed and diagnosed, and why ADHD started being noticed and diagnosed. Boys will be boys, but what we have now is hyper boys. (laughs) (laughs) And we have girls will be girls, but they'll become hyper girls. Or they compensate by becoming hyper the opposite. This is another, you know, whenever you have a psychological mechanism which becomes out of balance, we will always find a compensation for it. Or not always, but quite often if the pendulum goes far to the right, it yes. will then swing far to the left. So let's, let's look at one of the functions of dopamine is interest. Whenever you're interested in something, dopamine is being released, okay? So... Let's say that you you have inhibited dopamine function, so you have less interest in what you're doing. What that means is you're bored. So what do you do when you're bored? You compensate, and now you find something that makes you interested. That's like, in this case, those who have inhibited interest, they tend to be the hero types. They find something that's life and death, something that's dangerous, because life and death... Danger or or sex, illicit sex, uh, immoral sex, so the kind of sex you wouldn't want your parents to know you're doing. That kind of <laughs> a thing, or your priest. Whenever you do anything somewhat dangerous or or out of the box, so to speak, in that way, it will. That's a natural dopamine stimulator. So now you now di- you stimulate more dopamine. As a result, you begin to ex- feel very interested in that. So this is like what's happening with internet porn, for example. We know that when you have, particularly for males, but also for females, just more powerful for males, is that when you have impersonal sex, that means non intimate sex, it raises your dopamine levels much, much higher.
1: Oh, whoa.
2: And that's well known. Also, if you have, well, it's, a big part of that is newness stimulates dopamine. Yes. And if it's impersonal, then, then you don't know them at all, then it's completely new. And this is one of the challenges you talk about on the show, which is how do you maintain passion in a marriage where you're, you're with the same partner again and again and again and the same person you see every day? You've got about three years of automatic dopamine production, which is the newness of the relationship. The challenge also stimulates dopamine. And so you've got that sense of newness. And one of the phenomena, symptoms of inhibited dopamine function is that if your brain is not making enough dopamine or the function is not working the way it's designed to, then you easily become bored with one person. So now you need that extra stimulation of somebody new, somebody different, or somebody you don't even know, which produces the maximum dopamine stimulation. Then what occurs is that now you have a higher level of dopamine being released, which causes you to become even more, Bored with normal stimulation, and yes, that's what's contrast. happening today. This is our whole society, and what happens—it's a condition that when you experience overstimulation of any of, of dopamine or any hormone or brain chemical, when you overstimulate it, then the receptor sites become less. So, for example, if you were to take cocaine, cocaine uh, is a big dopamine stimulator. Well, can
1: I interrupt you for a moment? Yes, yes. Can we come back to this after we take a short break? Yes, yes. I, okay. I get going uh, on it. <laughs> <laughs> it's so interesting. So uh, we're going to take a short break. Um, this is Ellen Etoff with my guest, Dr. John Gray. You're listening to Ecstatica and you can listen to the replays of this show and others at ecstatica.com slash show. That's E-X as in exciting, T-A-T-I-C-A dot com slash show. And w- a couple of days after the live broadcast, you'll also get downloads of the show and show transcripts at ecstatica.com/slash show. So stay tuned for more with Dr. John Gray on ADHD and how it affects your relationships and what you can do about it.
0: This is the Voice America 7th Wave Channel. It's being called the easiest way to have mind-blowing sex. Why? Because it turns average sex into incredible sex without you doing anything different. And today, you can see it for yourself in a free report. Learn how easy it is to stimulate greater sexual passion, enhance libido, And easier multiple orgasms for women. Experience new levels of intimacy as old sexual inhibitions melt away. And it all happens when you simply play a special type of music while you make love. How is it possible that nothing more than just playing music can give you such incredible sexual encounters? Because this music is enhanced with a special technology called auditory pheromones. Learn how scientifically proven auditory pheromones unleash a wave of sexual passion, intimacy, and pleasure. And free the body to experience maximum arousal and stimulation. Get your free auditory pheromones report today at musicforbettersex.com. That's musicforbettersex.com. Health is in your
2: hands. What you do and what you don't do sets the course for the path of your life. Listen for Wise Chats, Simple Talk, Profound Wisdom with Dr. Mary Jo Bulbrook. Through this series, we'll explore energetic approaches to health and healing that provide practical and personal solutions. Our guests will share ideas and insights that will help us all adopt new behaviors and create lasting internal shifts. Wise chats can be heard every Wednesday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 11 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Seventh Wave Channel. Be
0: visionary. This is the Voice America Seventh Wave Channel. This is Ecstatica, the way to an erotic, ecstatic love life. Do you have questions or comments for Ellen Etoff or her guests? Call in live at 1-866-472-5795. That's 1-866-472-5795. Or send an email to radioshow at ecstatica.com. Now, back to the program.
1: Welcome back. This is Ellen Etoff on Ecstatica with my guest, Dr. John Gray, author of Men Are From Mars, Women Are From Venus. And today we're discussing ADHD and how it can impact your intimate relationships and how to prevent that, or how to prevent the adverse effects, that is. So before we went to break, we were discussing... you know, how you know, dopamine and how the dopamine receptors can become less sensitive if we kind of overdose on it. And can we just do a quickie on um, how to keep our dopamine levels up in a relationship after that three-year honeymoon we start out with?
2: Well, if we focus on that, what ha- that's why we have all of these great relationship skills today. They're really a compensation for this phenomena of men losing interest in relationships and women feeling overwhelmed and unresponsive. You see, this is where our stress levels are much higher, and what I'm doing is linking the ADHD symptoms that are going on in the brain with our higher stress levels, and that higher stress level interferes with our hormonal balance. When women's stress levels are much higher, they're depleted of the hormone oxytocin. And oxytocin is the sexual response hormone in a woman. It's also the love response. It's that, oh, I'm so happy to see you. Oh, good. Oh, what a good idea. That was brilliant. You know, all these nice responses that women have in the beginning of the relationship, it tends to go away after a while. And likewise, the behaviors that men had in the beginning of the relationship have a lot to do with dopamine function, which increases his testosterone levels. And for men to have that interest in their relationship, they need to have healthy testosterone levels.
1: And so, so you're saying there's a connection between ADHD and dopamine? Well, ADHD
2: is inhibited dopamine function in the inhibited. brain. Inhibited, okay. okay. That's what it is. Okay. I know you
1: said that, but there's so yeah. much information you're you know, okay, giving just, us, so which I, is it's great. It's really good, good to, to
2: clarify. There. So dopamine is always associated with four different aspects. It's associated with focus. So when a guy is dating you, He's you. You can see who's married and who's not uh, at a restaurant. <laughs> if he's if his guy's not married, he's focused right on the woman, and if <laughs> the guy's right. married, he's looking somewhere else. I mean, <laughs> you can see it. It's the newness. So you look in it, the things that stimulate dopamine are newness, challenge, urgency, emergency, secrets, all of these things, specialness. These are these are dopamine stimulators, and what the research has shown is that dopamine is associated with a pleasure center in the brain. So anything that produces pleasure is releasing dopamine. So sugar, for example, is one of the causes of ADHD, high sugar levels, high blood sugar levels, it's rampant today. Because the same part of the brain that gets activated when you have cocaine gets activated when you're having sugar or when you fall in love. It's the same part of the brain. It's that newness in psychological terms, stimulates dopamine. Uh, Drugs can stimulate dopamine. Alcoholics are people who have a gene that can convert alcohol into dopamine. And so it makes you feel fantastic. It makes you feel alive. So It's associated with being interested in something, being focused on something, the pleasure that comes from being interested and focused. All of those aspects and motivation, when people are motivated to do things, these are all functions of dopamine, and what we have today is a simple concept, and I was mentioning before the break, if you took cocaine, it, it increases your dopamine levels dramatically, but the next day, you've just lost 30% of your dopamine receptor sites, mm-hmm. and so life will be one-third as exciting as a result of that, taking that drug. And this is what happens after people have big peak moments is they feel very flat afterwards. And if they don't know how to come back into balance, they tend to become dependent on these peak stimulations, which can be danger, can be drugs, can be sugar, uh, can be arguments, can be sex, uh, can be sex with a new partner, can be Uh, Internet sex, all these things that produce high levels of dopamine, and eating also produces high levels of dopamine for some people. And so they eat more. This is what's happening in our society today. When When we had the Civil War, there was such a destruction in this country, such devastation that happens after war. America became a country of drunkards. Literally, men back in the 1800s drank three times more than men drink alcohol today. Then in the 20th century, we started eating sugar as a replacement. You know, when people go in AA, they stop drinking, but then they become sugar addicts.
1: Yes, and there's almost no processed food you can buy in the market today that doesn't contain sugar. That's exactly right. Things you wouldn't expect. It makes
2: it addictive. If you don't have the extra stimulation, it's a boring, flat food. You... You just don't want to repeat it. So marketers know you've got to add the sugar to compete. Um, what is it? McDonald's adds, adds sugar to their milk. <laughs> and they're selling 20%, you know, just because they did that.
1: So it's, how do we then uh, take, so we've got this, you know, low dopamine issue. So how do... If somebody trying to, to assess if they've got this problem interest. in their relationship, how do they recognize the ADHD in themselves or their partner? I mean, you've kind of given the extremes, but what if it's not quite so extreme? Well,
2: what it is, it's the gradual familiarity. As you become more familiar with your partner, you have to have very healthy dopamine levels to stay turned on to them, to stay interested in them. And so, on one level, you, you look at some of the natural solutions for raising your dopamine. But on another level, on a behavioral level, what you do is you have to create a romantic date. And, and I'm, when I say you have to, there's variations of everything I say. It's not black or white. But you create a date every week where there's something new and different that you're going to do. And the man takes the responsibility for, quote, doing it. And the woman is responsible for letting him know what she wants him to do. And so there's that little dance of masculine and feminine Because when a woman is anticipating having someone take care of her, it increases her dopamine levels and releases oxytocin. So she's very excited. She becomes, oh, what's going to happen? And what are we going to do? It's kind of like women who say, oh, when he surprises me, I love it. Surprise is a big dopamine. But just going somewhere new and different. And she can plan what am I going to wear and create time in her schedule. And she knows that he's doing something for her. And the sense that he's doing it for her not only does it increase dopamine in a woman, but it increases the hormone oxytocin, which is her sexual response hormone. For men, the sexual response hormone is testosterone. Mm-hmm. And when men's do- dopamine levels go up, he feels like, I want a mission. I-, I can anticipate success. I can do this. I'm going to do this. That re- raises his testosterone levels. And that's why, as an expert in sex, you're always teaching couples that they need to have more romance. And so... Yep practical tools for creating romance you know I've written whole books on that along with uh, how to communication actually is one of the number one uh, stimulators of dopamine and oxytocin that's for sure for women to lower their stress levels if she feels she can be heard then her oxytocin levels go up and she anticipates being with her partner increases her dopamine levels.
1: Well what if he has ADHD and she can't get his attention long enough to get that communication going? That, <laughs> I mean that's, that's part of the problem. But you're see that about. is a
2: big part of the problem. It's it's like women have to learn how to ask for support. That's the challenge. Men stop doing the things they did automatically in the beginning. So see, the newness stimulates a lot of dopamine which motivates men to do stuff. Then once newness goes away, women see men are just sort of withdrawing and they're less motivated and they're more into their things. And where is their motivation? Usually it goes to work. So they become these workaholics and they're focusing on their work. And men who don't focus on their work because their work isn't that challenging or exciting or rewarding, they tend to focus on sports. So, you see, the less someone feels rewarding in their work, they tend to be drawn to sports because at a sports game or watching sports, it also stimulates dopamine. Now, we have a replacement, which is video games, which is a major dopamine stimulator, and Internet sex.
1: Well, you know, I have a question that that relates to this, and that is... First of all, a lot of people have observed, especially in this area that we live in Northern California, Marin County, north of San Francisco, but also in other parts of the, the world, and that is that so many you know, women, as women have moved more into the, the workforce in the last couple of generations, um, and had to kind of deal with a masculine-dominated environment, our masculine or young energy has sort of been drawn forth more than our feminine energy oftentimes and I've, I'm wondering if there's some kind of a connection. I've noticed in myself that maybe there's a little bit of an addiction to my own adrenaline like deadlines and that sort of thing and, and can addiction to our own adrenaline, adrenaline affect our dopamine?
2: Well, as dopamine, when your serotonin levels drop, serotonin says I have plenty of time and I have plenty of support. When serotonin levels drop, dopamine converts into adrenaline, and yes, you can be addicted to that. They've done brain scans on, uh, and adrenaline means danger, and yeah, and they've done and and grieving the loss of a loved one is like feeling a death, right? There's like danger with that too. It's a huge loss which sure. which has occurred. It's not anticipating loss; it's reflecting on a loss. They did brain scans on people who were grieving a loss. And what they found is the same part of the brain lights up. This one part of the brain called nucleus incumbus lights up as when you were taking cocaine or eating sugar. So it's literally you're, you're stimulating through, through that uh, adrenaline experience. You're helping to give your, sense, uh, your body a sense of aliveness. And it may not even be pleasurable, but it will be a sense of aliveness, which is neutralizing uh, anxieties and fears and so forth.
1: Right. So related to this, since the adrenal glands are affecting, you know, our um, kind of a support system for the thyroid, as I understand it.
2: That's right. Have
1: have you observed a connection between ADHD and thyroid issues, especially in women? And I ask this because women who again,
2: the research has pointed that out is there's a direct relationship between. See, it's all linked together. Thyroid burnout
1: or adrenal burnout. Yeah. yeah,
2: adrenal burnout. Once you've been in adrenal, ad, adrenaline mode for a while, you start to experience elevated cortisol levels, and that exhausts your adrenal gland. And once your adrenal gland becomes exhausted, then if you're a woman, your hormonal balance is disturbed, and that's what gives rise to mental, pro, mental, uh, menopausal symptoms. Or before menopause, it gives rise to premenstrual syndrome, is the imbalance of estrogen to progesterone to make cortisol, your body uses up progesterone. The cortisol is the stress hormone. After you make mm. adrenaline, then comes cortisol. <clears throat> cortisol uses up your progesterone, and progesterone is necessary to calm the brain. So it's sort of it's a it's a vicious cycle that gets into the into the brain. So Harvard researchers have found that when women are stressed, they don't really have an off switch. Uh, it takes days for it to sort of slowly come down. Men have a much more efficient off switch when they're stressed. They can tend to forget it, but women can't, and they tend to roll around it. Which is why the workplace environment, uh, women in the workplace, the research is showing, are twice as stressed as men on average. And this is because urgency, emergency, these things tend to stimulate testosterone, and testosterone tends to. Lower stress. Now, for women, when they're in those, it, the, that adrenal, that, that workplace environment, that dopamine challenge, bottom line, urgency, work for money, sacrifice, all that stuff, those challenges stimulate dopamine. But when a woman is feeling stressed, she has eight times more blood flow to the emotional part of the brain. This then causes serotonin to get released, which now calms her brain, but then she runs out of serotonin. So once a woman runs out of serotonin, then dopamine levels convert into adrenaline. You know, I know this is complicated for people who have never heard of this before, but it it makes women much more vulnerable to the side effect of adrenaline and cortisol. So women's stress levels today in the last 20 years have dramatically gone much higher than men's. They used to be lower. Now they're higher.
1: You know, this is such great... Um, one thing I love about what you do is you, you're constantly, sort of what I understand is researching the literature out there and all the studies that have been done and kind of pulling it together in sort of... In a of,
2: psychological uh, context. That's the difference, is that the, the most of the researchers, they're looking at test tubes, they're looking at studies. They don't have the background in, in human relations of teaching, you know, 30 years I've been teaching men and women in relationships, and then suddenly you tie that into the hormones... You see, oh my gosh! This everything I've been talking about in terms of men and women and relationships and sex and passion—it's all directly tied into hormonal balance and brain function.
1: Yes, and you know, I want to tell people because I know this is a lot of information you're giving, and I really appreciate that you're giving us the details. But if people are want, if they want to catch this and be able to get the details and reflect back on it, I just want to remind you that you can get the transcripts of this show at ecstatica.com slash show. That's E-X-T-A-T-I-C-A dot com slash S-H-O-W. This is one of those particular shows that I think people are going to want to have the, the, um, the written material. And I know in the next segment, which we'll start and just, we'll have to take a break in just a moment, but... We're going to get to some of the solutions that people can explore for themselves in a healthy way to um, try to mediate the effects of ADHD. And I know you're going to talk about some natural remedies, but I want to know if you have... um, familiarity with uh what can be done with a couple of things like either mindfulness meditation or with uh low frequency neurofeedback do you, are you familiar with that? Um, yes yes that i'm one? a master
2: of meditation i was a yogic moster i know you're a years. master of that i love this yes, stuff I
1: know. <laughs> <laughs> but can um do you think that can really
2: Oh, it helps. It helps, without a doubt. It's a foundation. It doesn't do the whole thing. When we come back, I'll talk about the physical side of it. We need the behavioral side of it. We need the mind practice, the mindfulness side of it, but we also need the nutritional side of it, and that's what's missing for so many people.
1: Right, and are you familiar with the low-frequency neurofeedback?
2: I'm, I'm, I'm associated with the neurofeedback. I'm not sure about the low frequency.
1: Okay, I've just been told recently that it... um when I told somebody that I was going to do the show, they mentioned that that was a, kind of a feedback mechanism um, that really has great impact on ADHD, but since I'm not an No, expert- no, it
2: does. It does. I've seen the research, and it's helped improve. It's the one I've seen. That's not my expertise, though.
1: Okay. So, one thing I want to tell people about is that you have um, a soulmate seminar coming up at your um, place in Mendocino in Northern California. It's right on the coast. and uh, You've got one coming up in March, March 20th through 23rd, 2014. And you can register online for this at MarsVenus.com. And I want to tell people that I've been to this program a couple years ago, and I definitely recommend it. One is it's it's in a beautiful location. It's a very personal setting. Um, John's got all these great, you know, tubs of various sorts and hot spaces you can heal in and work on your relationship. And it's a, it's a small group. It's very intimate. You get a lot of time with John. And it's just in a beautiful setting on his personal ranch. And um, people just get so much out of it. I just want to highly recommend that. So we're going to take a another short break, our last break. This is Ellen Etoff and my guest, Dr. John Gray. And we'll be back with some specific things you can do to address and balance these symptoms in your life.
0: This is the 7th Wave Channel on The Voice America Network. It's being called the easiest way to have mind-blowing sex. Why? Because it turns average sex into incredible sex without you doing anything different. And today, you can see it for yourself in a free report. Learn how easy it is to stimulate greater sexual passion, enhance libido, and easier multiple orgasms for women. Experience new levels of intimacy as old sexual inhibitions melt away. And it all happens when you simply play a special type of music while you make love. How is it possible that nothing more than just playing music can give you such incredible sexual encounters? Because this music is enhanced with a special technology called auditory pheromones. Learn how scientifically proven auditory pheromones unleash a wave of sexual passion, intimacy, and pleasure. And free the body to experience maximum arousal and stimulation. Get your free auditory pheromones report today at musicforbettersex.com. That's musicforbettersex.com. We all want peace. Listen for Authentic Living with Andrea Matthews. Heard live every Wednesday afternoon at 4 p.m. Eastern Time, 1 p.m. Pacific Time on the Seventh Wave Network. The Voice America Seventh Wave Channel. Seek greater awareness. is ecstatica the way to an erotic ecstatic love life do you have questions or comments for ellen Etoff or her guests call in live at 1-866-472-5795 that's 1-866-472-5795 or send an email to radio show at ecstatica.com now back to the program
1: Welcome back. This is Ellen Etoff on Ecstatica discussing how ADHD can kill your relationships and what to do about it with Dr. John Gray. And to, lest I forget at the end, I want to make sure I have time to tell you that um if you want to learn more about this, more than maybe we'll have time to discuss during this program, you can always go to MarsVenus.com and get on John's mailing list, and that way you can get a summary of all of these ideas, and you can follow his work. He's, for example, you know I was on his email list, and that's why I got this free preview copy of his book, um, the one we're talking about. Um, what's the title of it again, John?
2: <laughs> Mars Venus Health Focus.
1: Right, so... uh,
2: Natural Solutions for Optimal Brain Function, for Memory, and for ADHD.
1: Right, so hop on his mailing list and then you can get summaries and, and more details about this and you'll learn about all his upcoming programs if by the time you hear this, you've missed the one that's coming up in March. So let's talk about, you know, some natural remedies for adults for... And they might apply to children, I'm guessing, too. But what can we do to mediate these ADHD symptoms and uh, because they're affecting our intimate relationships and obviously our relationships with everyone else in our lives?
2: Well, for men over 40, their testosterone tends to be declining. So there's an herb called Tonkot Ali. And I do have a video explaining that at my website for people more interested in that. But that tends to be very, very popular. There's over 800 products online that have that. Uh, ingredient. Now, this is just a pure gr- ingredient. and It comes from Thailand. Do you spell a- that
1: first word tomcot?
2: Tomcot Ali. T O N G K A T A L I. Thank you. And that will usually, for many men, for most men, give an immediate boost uh, to their testosterone levels. Now, if you already have belly fat and you're a man, that means your hormonal balance is way out of balance. Your estrogen levels are higher than your testosterone. If you have belly fat, then even taking tonkadali will not have a big effect. It will have an effect, but not as big, because belly fat converts testosterone into estrogen. It produces an enzyme called aromatase. So it's important then, if you have belly fat, to do tonkadali along with uh, something to reduce estrogen levels. Now, one of the most powerful things are some Chinese herbs I recommend called myomin, M-Y-O-M-I-N, and I have a whole video on, on that and how it works and so forth. And it's extremely popular. It's an incredible product uh, to help remove excess estrogen from the body. And this is for women and for men. And keep in mind that most cancers are going to be accelerated in growth if you have an estrogen-dominant body. And that's usually the case. And it's Does that all give about...
1: women an imbalance, though, if they get rid of estrogen? I mean, No,
2: it, it would just throw out what's called xenoestrogens. They're in the, the meats that we eat. Uh, they, have, they give the animals uh, estrogen and the pesticides that the body in, and non-organic foods, uh, the way the body registers them as estrogen. And they're called xenoestrogens, and they're 100 times more powerful than regular estrogen. And so what it ends up doing with these false estrogens is it suppresses the normal estrogen function and mm-hmm. it also inhibits the production of progesterone, which we talked about before, yes. which is so important for... For calming the brain so these are like you know just some really very common solutions another one is high stress levels in women will deplete their oxytocin levels and once your oxytocin levels are depleted if you're a woman your dopamine levels will start to decline and you'll begin to feel like you can't focus and you feel overwhelmed trying to do everything rather than focusing on being grounded on what are your needs and balancing your needs with the needs of others. So that becomes another challenging aspect. And there's what's called mineral orotates. And these are fantastic minerals that will you know, I've been I've been promoting them for twelve years and thousands of people have gone off of antidepressants, which is depression is often a symptom of, of stress as well as helping so many thousands of people go off of their ADD drugs. Now, you don't have to be on antidepressant or ADHD drugs to need mineral orotates. It's just that's how good they are. And these are simply just minerals, uh, calcium, potassium, zinc, uh, uh, magnesium, and lithium, bounded to oratic acid. This is a B vitamin. And they cross the blood-brain barrier, and they restore balance to the brain. And most importantly, they protect the brain cells from the free radical damage caused by free radicals when we eat a high-sugar diet. So what we're seeing today is our high-sugar diet is one of the major causes of ADHD and these symptoms we've talked about because when you eat sugar and your blood sugar goes high, then it causes more free radicals get produced, and these minerals are necessary to protect the brain cells from damage. And once that damage starts to occur, then you get something called inflammation, and that disturbs the natural dopamine function in the brain. All you need to do is start cutting back on the junk food, but at the same time, provide the right nutrition for your brain.
1: Which you have to do if you're going to cut off on the junk food, because exactly, otherwise it's because hard, the hard to Because the junk food is compensating
2: cycle. for the lack of minerals in your body.
1: Yes. I mean,
2: and it's not like it's giving you more minerals. It just gives you extra stimulation so what we want to do is, is, if we can just think about the even the metaphor of minerals, is that minerals come from the earth. It's like from the dirt. It's the ground you. And what we see is all these ADHD symptoms is we're up and down, back and forth, too much, too much, too much, rather than a groundedness, like a tree rooted into the ground, stable, solid, but yet you know alive and motivated. So that's the... The, the importance of the minerals and just the minerals along with a good diet. So what I put together is a, a superfood shake formula, which I have at the website as well, and that is particularly undenatured whey protein, undenatured casein protein. These are the proteins that are in milk. If you get them in a raw form, organic, a raw form, grass-fed cows, uh, it has, it's proven to produce five times more. Of a substance called glutathione. And glutathione is produced by your liver and it protects the brain from free radical damage. And every person who has, you know, memory problems, dementia, and Alzheimer's, every person with memory problems, dementia, and Alzheimer's, has dramatically low glutathione levels. So we want to do something to increase the glutathione levels. Every child with ADHD autism, uh, Asperger's has almost no glutathione. See what they have is this injury, this free radical damage occurs in the brain, interferes with normal dopamine function and will stay that way the rest of your life, only getting worse and worse unless you help your body to make more glutathione. And the body has to make glutathione so that vitamin C is effective in healing the brain. So glutathione protects the brain from damage, but to heal the brain, you need to take vitamin C. Now, vitamin C goes right out of your body, it's, but you can, if you take vitamin C and your body's making glutathione, glutathione will recycle your vitamin C 50 times. Now, really? every animal on the planet, besides humans, will be able to make their own vitamin C. There's a few exceptions. But they can make their own vitamin C. So if my dog has an infection or an injury, the dog will make 200 times more vitamin C to heal the injury. Vitamin C is the number one vitamin for healing free radical damage. Glutathione is made by humans to recycle the vitamin C. We can't make our own vitamin C, but we can recycle it so it's 50 times more effective. So basically, we need to increase our dose to about 1,000 milligrams of vitamin C a day along with precursors for glutathione production in the body. And suddenly, the brain will start to heal as long as we don't keep damaging it.
1: And again, those precursors are the the minerals and the other... Well, the minerals you're talking are the about.
2: cofactors and they also help protect the brain from, from damage. The, co- the precursor to making glutathione is the undenatured whey protein. That is your most okay. powerful precursor. Also, any sulfur product, taurine is an, is an amino acid. But just the, I like to keep going to the natural foods whenever possible. And But you can take supplement called N-acetylcysteine, because the cysteine will convert into the glutathione. But we have to help our body to make glutathione, and what inhibits the liver's ability to make it is taking pain pills, taking um, Tylenol is the very worst. Giving children yeah. Tylenol has damaged their glutathione production until they heal. Uh, it's the number one cause of, of autism is when children have vaccinations and parents give the children Tylenol. Because, see, your body's designed to have a fever if there's an infection, but Tylenol completely suppresses the fever by suppressing glutathione production. So what happens is the bacterium in the vaccination creates an infection, and it just doesn't heal because there's no glutathione. So what we see is that since 1980, vaccinations have increased, increased, along with autism, autism. But in Cuba... They haven't increased at all. There's no autism there. And they have the same vaccinations. So it's not the vaccinations per se, it's the giving of Tylenol, which they don't allow you to do in Cuba. Oh, These are wow. just amazing statistics. This is in PubMed. This is right out there. And yet doctors are still telling parents to use Tylenol. And all of your over there's over six hundred over the counter products with with acetaminophen, which is the active ingredient in Tylenol. And children are taking it every day, interfering with the glutathione production, as well as adults.
1: Wow, so we're all at risk. We're all being affected
2: by those harmless, over-the-counter drugs, antihistamines, pain pills, aspirins, all those types of pain suppressors and symptom suppressors in order to avoid any kind of illness Are actually causing much bigger problems.
1: Yes. So I want to get back to um, what you were saying about the natural foods, and I wanted to see if you think that um, some of these superfoods are a a direction that would be helpful, like the the chia, the acai berries, the super greens, uh, cacao.
2: You know, I wrote a whole book on all of those. It's called "Venus on Fire, Mars on Ice," and those are fantastic. uh, superfoods are fantastic additives to your basic whey protein. So that's what I do is the basis is the undenatured whey protein. And people who think they can't tolerate dairy, if it's organic and it's grass-fed and it's raw, they can. That's what I've seen with thousands of people is that they, they, it's a whole new experience when you take the, the whey proteins that I recommend that your body can utilize, but it also has to be with the casein protein. Because when you look at milk, you've got two proteins, and you take one out of the other, and it makes it harder to process one.
1: Yeah, because nature didn't put it that way. Nature
2: didn't put it that way, and everybody, they take the whey protein. Even you can buy some undenatured whey protein, and I've tried them, and it's like a sugar high for me because it converts right into sugar. Uh, you need the the slow casein slowly. It takes four and a half hours to process the casein, 45 minutes for whey protein, and it's out of your bloodstream. It's still good, but it just needs the casein along with it.
1: Hmm. Okay. So the
2: superfoods are great. We could do whole shows on each one of those superfoods, particularly for menopause, you know, the cacao, the, the maca, These are, like, really, really good ones. Acai, good for energy. You know, all of them are there. What I have at my house is little jars of all those things, and I make my basic, stable, superfood sick formula, and I throw them in. You know, one day I'll put one in, kind of like different recipes and so forth, and I get most of my nutrition for breakfast because the rest of the day, I eat for recreation. Uh,
1: <laughs> yeah. I remember once you said you'd lived such an ascetic life for so long, and then you, somebody was asking, you know, why you eat a normal diet. Now you said, because you wanted to live in the real world. And <laughs> I can see how you found that balance now with the, the superfoods. It's drink the same then... thing
2: with the superfoods. You know, for breakfast, right. I get my nutrition at breakfast. The rest of the day, I eat pretty much what most people eat. I don't eat junk food like McDonald's or any of that stuff, but I... You see, you can go to a good restaurant, all that food's not going to be organic, and you're taking it in your system. And the food today, unless it's a superfood, is extremely deficient in minerals. So I always do my mineral supplement every day. You know, I've got my basic superfoods. But I consider another superfood is goji berries. They're super high well, in vitamin C. That's the I was C. trying to think
1: of. But you know what? We're going to have to wrap this up. So I just want to... Thank you so much for sharing such in-depth and and valuable uh, recommendations with us, and, and really enlightening us to the the problem, so that we can start to address it in ourselves. So thank it, it you so much for It is an integrated approach. It's
2: nutrition. It's it's the mindfulness. It's the good relationship skills, and I can say it with your audience and plenty of great sex. I mean, there's people look at me at six in my sixties and say, so how do you look so young and vibrant and so energetic? Regular, great sex. And you we have got it. That is the it. best
1: anti-aging treatment there is. That is. So, it is. Again, I want to remind you that if you want to learn all about the various offerings that Dr. John Gray has and about his various books and all the details of this conversation, go to marsvenus.com and ideally jump on his mailing list. And if you want a transcript of this show, go to ecstatica.com slash show. So thank you so much, Dr. John Gray, for being with us.
0: Uh, Such a pleasure. Thank you. We hope you've learned from and enjoyed the show today. Join us again for another stimulating hour of Ecstatica, the way to an erotic, ecstatic love life, with your host, Ellen Etoff, on the Voice America 7th Wave Channel. This week, enjoy the best sex of your life. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the 7th Wave Network. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit seventhwave.network.com.